This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, August 20th. This is episode 301. I'm Dan Ellis, joined by... This might be Ryan Duffy. And Ryan, Ryan has a new m- microphone. Yeah, so I hope I sound better. Sound you know, I kinda, better? I kind of lost hope that the world's going to do the right thing and this shit would be over with soon. And said, well, uh, let's try to improve my audio as much as can- I can from a distance. Yeah. And got a, and got a new microphone. Woohoo! Hopefully I sound better. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do for sure. Uh, hopefully there won't be any technical glitches or stuff like we're trying, we're trying to work things out here, peoples. So it, it, there may be some issues. We don't know. We're just rolling with it. We're doing stuff and junk. Uh, speaking of stuff and junk that we're doing, what have you been doing since we recorded last? Uh, well, I worked a lot because I had my uh, shift change, so I had Sunday off, and that was it. One day, yay! <laughs> yay. But uh, you know, there's 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 people that like to go out there and play with with big guns in the desert, mm-hmm. and uh, some of those guys started a fire. Dummies. And it, it didn't really go very far. Yeah. But uh, apparently, I impressed the special forces guys because I climbed that mountain like a gazelle. Or a mountain, whatever climb fast. Very fleet of foot, Mister Duffy. Yeah. Then I got up there and I looked down and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty steep. I got to get back down." And you didn't just spread your wings and fly. I wish I could have. It would have been easier (laughs) because I was going up the side of this thing, digging and and busting out dirt and stuff, and trying to make sure there's a nice little line cut and any roots from plants that have been burning were all kind of pushed to the side. Then I had to go back down when I had just dug out everything beneath me. You dug I got out, down okay. You dug out everything. Oh, you were making like a fire break line? Yeah, a little break and just trying to make sure that there's nothing on the edge of where it had burned that was still hot. Yeah. So there's like a, a cold line to separate stuff that wasn't burned yet from stuff that had burned. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got done and we have an unwritten rule on Dugway. You start a fire with your toys, we get to play with your toys. <laughs> and so, so you they, got to they play with us, their big guns? Oh, yeah, we got to go. They let us go through a whole box of ammo. So it's 100 rounds on the 50 cal. Woohoo. They're full automatic, just shooting a tank. Well, that's fun. So it was, it was military folks that started the fire? Yeah, yeah, they're out there doing weapons training. I mean, the area they were shooting in was against the side of a mountain. It didn't really go very far. It's one of the areas that's designed for them to go out and shoot. Yeah. So, but it it was a hundred and I think it was what a hundred and four that day. It's fucking hot this week. I keep getting little messages on my phone that there's a extreme temperature warning or 
in effect or whatever for the next few days. And yeah, it's been hot as balls, man. Yeah. The, the hottest I saw it this week at work was that we hit 106 on, uh, when was that? Monday. I think it was Monday. We hit 106. Yeah. Ooh. I know it was super hot when I went golfing Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, I, I have a, what are they called? They're like, they're like a cooling towel or whatever. It's like, Oh, with a, the little like beads in it that like, hold um, the moisture. Is it one of those ones? It's, it doesn't really have beads in it. This one, the one, the one that I have is kind of like a, a thin foam, like a thin okay. foam, almost like a microfiber, but not towel. Um, that, you know, I, I get it wet and you wring out most of the water and then, you know, you like flip it or snap it just to get some air through it and makes it cold for a little while. And then you can, I just drape it on my neck. I took that with me golfing on Tuesday for the first time in a long time, just because it was so fucking hot. Yeah. And that's when we're doing those fires all Tuesday after, well, we're out there for quite a while, but yeah, it was, uh, I didn't sweat as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Like, I think I'm getting you cause I'll sit outside in the evening in a hundred degree heat at work. And I'm just like, I get used to it. Was that the Plus first, in my garage and it's a hundred degrees. Was that the only blaze that you had to deal with at all while you were, yeah. while you changed your well, shift guess, and all that? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Otherwise it was just hot. Well, that's good. It's a good thing that you're not in California. I know they're super fucking yeah. busy with all the fires there. Well, I mean, we got more units coming to play this next week or two. So it might it's out there. Yeah. Yeah, Plus the artillery guys are coming out. Yeah, well, Tracy's brother, you know, uh, Tracy's brother and his family, the ones that are soon to be moving to Germany. Um, yeah, they live in Boulder Creek, and he's got some property there on the side of the mountain, which is like in the direct line of all of these fires that are heading toward his property. They were evacuated yesterday. Uh, they were under a mandatory evacuation order, and he's just kind of been giving us updates throughout the day. Uh, last mention was that the fire is less than a mile away from his house, and that it's Ooh. that it, they're not. He said that the Cal is it Cal Fire that's handling anyway. Yeah, yeah. So Cal Fire apparently notified uh, residents there that they there. It's just a it's a ton of smallish fires that just keep spreading and then you know the embers it's really hot and windy and so the embers are flying yeah. and starting a bunch of other little fires and they're like so we it's just, hard to contain it to an area when yeah. it just keeps jumping your line yeah they're like we can't really contain it uh, at this point we're more just concerned about trying to save lives so we're evacuating people and we will do our best to protect structures but that's not our primary concern now so He's anticipating that they will lose everything. He that sucks. He uh, drove back to his house uh, late last night, like around midnight, and got his camping trailer and you know uh, a few like family heirlooms and memorabilia stuff, and threw those yeah. in the trailer. And he got the trailer so that they'd have somewhere to stay if their house burns down. So it's just. It's like, what do you do, man? And this isn't the first year that he's had to deal with being evacuated because of fires. I mean, last year it was uh, the fires that were started by PG&E. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had to evacuate their home then, and that got really close to his house. So, Well, the the problem with California is... It's all them I mean, goddamn liberals. Likes, well, no, it's not that, that. We all like our privacy. Uh-huh. So you get people that start building and putting up trees and shrubbery and all this stuff to kind of like divide up their yard. Shrubbery! And we like nice looking plants and all that kind of stuff, but they burn. Yeah. So (laughs) it's not, I mean, like, like what we're taught, like if you live in an area where you got a lot of forests and a lot of stuff, you got to make a defensible area around your property in order to keep fire away from it. And it doesn't look as pretty then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sent him a message, you know, we've got this family chat on Facebook. Yeah. And there are some differing political opinions in, in, you know, among the people in the family, in the chat. And we just kind of rib each other a little bit here and there. And, uh, I posted, you know, he's been, he's been keeping us updated about all these fires and everything near his, near his house. And I posted the link of president Dumbfuck talking about, (laughs) how Sweeping you know the forest yeah they just need to clean clean the forest floors better <laughs> they need to they need to <sighs> rake things and do you know other things to make it clean and they then they wouldn't have the fires that they have you know they do it so much different in europe and, no and he, he's like yeah well Hopefully you'll pray for me. <laughs> and he was kidding about that. He's he he uses the label agnostic, uh, but he's I mean he he's an atheist and but he's not a he's not an outspoken atheist and he's yeah not at all like a atheist activist or anything. He just doesn't believe in God and and so there's that. But so we tease each other all the time. Um, and he's not a Trump supporter either. Somebody else in the family is, and Uh-oh. there's there's some gentle ribbing there back and forth. Um, they, but, they haven't left the conversation yet. <laughs> no, we we keep it pretty civil in the family stuff, and then I just rant and rave on my timeline about what a <laughs> stupid fucking moron the president is, and how how he's he has no fucking empathy, no compassion, no caring, no concern at all for his fellow citizens. It's no fuck you. What can you do to help me get reelected? And if you can't do anything, then fuck you. And I'm going to just use you as a pawn and put your life in danger to help me win reelection because I'm a fucking bastard. God, I hate that guy. Well, I mean, he even actually said it out loud. Yeah. The only way he will lose the election is if it's rigged. So if he loses, the election was rigged and he's going to fight the shit out of it. Uh, well, and I mean, he's just prompting all of his sycophantic fucking idiot followers yeah. to, to get all up in arms, probably literally, if he <laughs> loses the election. Uh, I just and there's some of them are just so fucking far gone. Like all of the QAnon bullshit. What the fuck is, is that? Crazy. Like you've got to be a special kind of fucking stupid to buy into that QAnon stuff, right? And well, there's somebody who's going to end up in fucking Congress who's a QAnon believer. Yeah. Yeah. My God, I got that story up right here. But Trump basically endorsed QAnon today. Oh, 
Fantastic. What did he do now? Like I work uh, has been fucking nuts. It, it, it was just getting worse, but so I haven't been able to keep up on a lot of stuff. Like, There's a ton in the news, but I didn't hear. I don't. I don't have that pulled up or anything. But it was basically along the lines of saying Donald Trump likes all of his supporters. He likes and all of his supporters. His supporters in QAnon. There, someone asked directly about QAnon. He's like, "Well, I like all my supporters, and if they." If they like me, I like them kind of thing going on. So he's like, he's not going to say, oh, I don't think QAnon is right. Or, you know, he basically said, he basically gave QAnon an endorsement. You're like, yep, they're my followers. I agree with them. Mm. If you let me grab your pussy, I'll let you grab mine. That's fine, right, uh, right Jared? That's fine. It's fine if people grab you. No. <sighs> <I, I, laughs> What were you going to say? Sorry, I feel like I interrupted you. No, no, no. I was going to say, well, I got that story here. We can we can, we can read this one later. Okay. Uh, let's see. What what else you've been doing? Is that it? The, the work and the and the woodwork? Just that. And, just that and, and I got a, my cool boy today. I wasn't expecting it until Saturday. Oh, yeah? My, uh, a new plane that it's from 1909. Oh yeah, I I saw your post about getting the new yeah. Stanley Planer. What uh, is the benefit of getting that versus so other? It's things? a plow plane, uh-huh. which a, a new one costs over six hundred dollars. Uh, but it's a plane, so you know if you build a box and you want to inset a lid into it, or you want to do some like uh, joint work, uh-huh. that plane makes those joints. So say I want to inset a groove into a board, like, you know, I just want to go in a little bit. And I want to cut a groove and it needs to be the same groove on each board so I can put a base in there that's inset into it. Mm. That will cut those grooves for me to basically inset the bases and everything mm. else. It's it's like an old-fashioned router. Mm. So but you got more control it, over it, in my feeling. Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, that's cool. It looks fun. It looks fun. looks like it would be... A treat to use. Looks like it would yeah, also well, be maybe a little difficult to adjust. It by all the things on it, it looks like it might be difficult, but it's really, once you get it put together, yeah, you just got to adjust. There's only two things you really got to adjust: is your blade height and how deep you want to make your cut, and that's it. Yeah. Once you're set up, it looked pretty cool. I was, I was, I was admiring it from the photo that you yeah. posted. And then I did a little a little search to just kind of see what it is and what it does and that kind of stuff and people seem to like it. Yeah. I mean, this one the patent date on this one's from 1894. Wow. So, that's a little yeah. that's a little bit ago. A little bit, but the thing's solid. Well, that's good. Um, well. let's see. I've just been working my ass off. Well, a ton of hours each day and feel like I'm just falling farther behind even even when I put in a ton of hours every day. Uh, just just don't lose your ass because then it will be uncomfortable to sit down. <laughs> I have almost no ass anyway. Like, I have to wear a belt <laughs> because I have no ass to hold my pants up. That it just, oh, yeah. it, It's a thing. That thing. Like, the, the men in my family have no asses. It's just flat. Yeah. It it just it's like my ass migrated sometime in my late teens, early twenties. It migrated from the back of my body to the front of my body and has 
just occupied space in front of my belly. That's that's what it is now. <laughs> my ass migrated. My hair is migrating. It falls off of my head and just reattaches itself to my back. We don't want to talk about losing hair. <laughs> You've got a way thicker head of hair than I do, and I'm 10 years younger. <laughs> oh, and it's, I'm sorry. It's, it. <laughs> to me, it's personally sad that I, that like my hair is thicker than yours because it's getting thinner all the time. And yeah, getting old fucking sucks, man. I'm, I wake up sore every morning now. Like I'm arthritis is starting to set in pretty well into my joints and that's a fun fucking treat. <sighs> Life's peachy. 2020 is awesome. This is the best year ever. <laughs> uh, uh, should we go ahead? I was going to say, should we, should we see what's going on in 2020 or do you got more? Um, no, that's, that's it. We, there's a ton, there's a ton of stuff that we could talk about news wise. Uh, so rather than, you know, me complaining about getting old and fat and bald, uh, let's, uh, move on to talking about some newsy stuffs. Okay. This is Natalie Newell of science moms and the parenthetical science podcast. You are listening to the godless revolution. Why do Christians take everything so personally with, with Christ, you know? It's like, it's not, not only do you have to worship him, you want everybody to. It's like, I like lobster. Do I go around pushing lobster on people? Do I say you must like lobsters? Eat lobster, it's good, it's good. You know, you, it's not only where you live, you go, to, you go to Africa, you travel all over the world, get to eat lobster, have some more lobster, it's good. I don't really think it's We want thing. you to have lobster. Lobster and religion, I, I really don't see the similarities. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So this bit of news just hit the wire today, or at least I <laughs> saw it today. <laughs> but apparently... That, 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 what? That's the wire noise. <laughs> Apparently, it actually happened yesterday, I want to say, because that's when this video was posted. Uh, but this okay. is uh, the Cincinnati Reds announcer uh, was caught in a hot mic moment and will probably lose his job from being a sports announcer. Uh, this this is interesting. Let, let me play this video here. So this is just a hot mic moment where he's caught saying something really bad. Fag capitals of the world. So he just said that Cincinnati is one of the fag capitals of the world while he's streaming his audio out, <laughs> calling this game. And that's, yeah, of course, that's, really bad. Yeah, not good. Not good. And apparently somebody let him know that he that this had happened while he's still in the announcer's booth uh, because he then decides that it's a good idea to maybe Let's try to apologize. Presented by St. Clair Roofing. So, ball game with the Red so he moves into calling the game and all of this happens. It's in front of the Royals. We go to the top half of the fifth inning. Castellanos to lead things off. Jim Day's going to be taking us the rest of the way through this game. As Holland takes over on the mound, um, I made a comment earlier tonight. That yes, you did. Yes, you did make a comment <laughs> earlier tonight. Earlier tonight, 
that um, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. Not not ashamed enough to not say it or think it. Yeah. But people are only ashamed of their actions when they get caught. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's not really sorry that he said it. He's sorry that he got caught. Yeah. If it's something you would have felt shame saying, you wouldn't have said it in the first place. Uh-huh. Um if I have hurt anyone out there. If I have hurt anyone out there. No, you did. Like just the, the fact that you said that hurt people. So you don't need to say if you hurt somebody because you fucking did. You're on, you're on a live mic calling a game with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people listening to you. And you said that. So yes, you hurt somebody when you did that. I can also I imagine in the back of his head. Uh-huh. Oh, I can also imagine that in the back of his head. He's going, this is my game. I will not be back next week. <laughs> it was probably just one of those, those oh shit moments like, oh fuck. I really fucked up now. Uh, yeah. Like, I worked at AT&T um, long, 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 long time ago. Back in the 90s. Actually, it's where I met Jason Stock, who was a... Uh, yeah. He's been a guest on the show. He's the brewmaster at uh, Squatters. And good guy. John. He's on the beer. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, right. He's on their, on one of their beers, the hop, 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 hop rising? rising. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and he's been a guest on the show, whatever. So I knew that's where I met Jason was when we both worked at AT&T and there was a moment when I was working there that I got a little too comfortable on one of the calls. Um, you know, typically when people will, would call i'd answer the phone say hey this is dan thank you for calling blah blah blah. i'm here to help what can i do for you and every now and then people would just launch into this diatribe and start yelling at me right away or whatever because they're angry about something the company did or that they feel the company did to them right and so typically when that would happen the best thing to do would be to just let them air their grievances for a little while and so I would just hit the mute button and sit back in my chair and listen to them for a bit. <laughs> and well, that's what's going on when I yell at people. <laughs> and so one day this lady calls in and you know I answer the phone it's thank you for calling AT&T Universal Card this is Dan how can I help you and she launches into you know, just, just yelling and you people, ah, it's about fucking time. One of you picked up the goddamn phone and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> I, in my head, put her on mute and I'm just letting, listen, you know, leaning back in my chair and listening to her and she's going on and on and on and on. Like she went on for several minutes and then she said something about how, you know, it, us stupid phone, phone monkeys or phone jockeys or something like that. Oh, you know, minimum wage phone jockeys don't know jack shit about whatever. And, and in my mind, I had put her on mute, but apparently I hadn't because she's going on and on and I'm sitting there in my chair and I'm just kind of looking at the ceiling and he just went, be a yach. And <laughs> the line went dead silent for like two seconds. <laughs> and then that's when you realize she heard that. Yeah. Then I hear, excuse me, what did you say? And I was just like, you know, the, it was just like this wave of panic washes over you. And I'm sure all of the blood drained out of my face and my jaw dropped open. And then I paused for half a beat and just said, 
please continue. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, did you just call me a bitch, you motherfucker? And just went on and on and on, like, went even worse. And I can't, I think she just ended up hanging up on me, but yeah, it was a bad deal. I, I, it, that was when I learned that I need to always make sure that I'm on mute. And if I'm thinking about something bad to say while I'm on a phone call, I need to just not say it. Like, it I doesn't matter. Just told her I was calling for a Beatrice. <laughs> she is my assistant. Beatrice. She's, our, she's another phone clown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I got sidetracked. Sorry. Let's go back to this guy's, <laughs> this guy's non-apology. I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. He's a man of faith. Oh. So that should sway everybody's opinion immediately. Yeah. You know what? I, I just, that, that has changed my whole opinion. He's a man of faith. It's okay to say that. Uh-huh. Never. <laughs> yeah. And as if we don't hear people of faith saying exactly that kind of bullshit because of their faith. Yeah. Right. Because of the faith that they have been taught their entire lives that condemns people in the LGBTQ community that teaches about the church. Yeah. That teaches the faith's adherents that being gay or lesbian or bi or trans or queer is inherently wrong or bad or evil that these people are making poor decisions and, you know, we can even go with the touchy feely Mormon route where it's really bad. Okay. If this happens to you, but it's just one of those things that God has given you as a test. And, you know, he's made you this way. So clearly, you know, this is just a burden that you're going to have to bear and you can't act on these things because God is testing you for whatever reason. And And that's why we have high suicide rate. So he says all of that. Meanwhile, the game is still going on in the background and there's another pitch thrown and a hit is made. There's some contact with the ball on the bat and the ball is launched (laughs) into the air. And so this is how you play that game. And so then this happens. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was the most enthusiastic home run announce I've ever heard. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again because someone has told me that I said some shit and now I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, you, you can hear where Reds. his headspace is. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio. And you'll notice he doesn't, he doesn't say that he apologizes to Fox if he has embarrassed them. It's just, no, I'm sorry. I did, like, you guys yeah. signed my paycheck, so I'm really sorry for embarrassing you. Not if I've embarrassed you or if I've done something wrong. It's, oh, you signed my paychecks, and so I'm, I'm really sorry to you people for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am uh, and never has been. 
You just fucking said it. You can't tell us it's not who you are and that you've never been. We just heard you say it. You're fucking apologizing for it right fucking now, dude. Yeah, and the, and the tone of his voice when he said it, it didn't sound like he was saying it in a joking manner. No. Kind of sound like, oh, I hate this town because of all these people. Yeah, yeah. All of the people that he doesn't like and that he didn't. And clearly, you know, he's having a conversation with other people or just with himself. Like if he's in the, if he's in a studio or, or announcer's box by himself and he's saying this, well, then he's, then that's, that's a whole other level of problematic, right? Because then he's not only thinking these things, but he's saying them out loud and he's saying them out loud to himself. Like he's having yeah, a bigoted which, conversation with himself. That's a good point. Cause like I said, before we started recording, when we were just talking about this one, I wonder what the conversation was that led up to that before his microphone was turned on. Yeah. But now that you're saying that due to Corona and everything, there might not have been anyone else in that room with him. Yeah. For social distancing purposes. Yeah. And I mean, it, it could be that he was communicating like we are via Skype or some yeah. other, you know, networked telephony, but he still said that either to other people who he believed at least casually would have agreed with him. Yeah. Otherwise he wouldn't have said that because he would have, he would have gotten the reaction that he's apologizing for now, or he said it to himself by himself, which is a whole other level of what the fuck is going on in this guy's head. Which is worse. It can be. Yeah. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that, uh, they could back that up. That could back up that he is, is, is not homophobic. Yeah. That he has, is not that way and has never been that way. Sure. Maybe it would be the people that you were talking to who could back that up. <laughs> right. What an asshole. I am very, very sorry. And I beg for your forgiveness. Jim Dale, will take you the rest of the way home. And then he leaves. <laughs> he fucks off. Some other announcer finished calling the rest of the game after his what, non-apology there. Was that in like the first inning? Uh, no, it's the top of the fifth. That was the top of okay, the fifth. So it, it, it took a little bit for social media to catch on. Probably post it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, like, I don't know. Let me see if I back this up. Let me mute this so it doesn't make a bunch of noise. But if I, oh, and then I just skip to a different video. So if I back this up, it doesn't have anything on the screen right now talking about what part of the game it's in when he does the hot mic thing. Okay. But then when, when it cuts back and the audio is playing and there's the hit and everything and he's doing his apology, it's the top of the fifth inning. So... I don't know at what point in the game he initially said that, but it was in the top of the fifth that he decided that he should they, apologize. That they brought a new pitcher in. Oh, so this, so the oh. comments on the video say that Reds announcer Tom Brenneman said an anti-gay slur before the game, calling Kansas City okay. one of the fag capitals of the world. He would later apologize during the game, knowing he would lose his job because of the remark. Uh-huh. And apparently yeah. he also uh announces for football on Fox Sports as well. So Okay. So he's lost that job too, I bet. 
Uh, one would hope. I mean, this, the, it would be one thing if he, I, I'm trying to even think of a scenario where it would be appropriate. Like maybe if he there was, isn't. maybe if he was in, maybe if he was gay himself and in a room of other gay guys and they're talking about where they're going to go on vacation. <laughs> and I mean, but even comedians don't touch it anymore. Yeah. Like there was a point in comedy where they're like, okay, it's, it's acceptable in comedy. This is the line we can cross. Now that line has moved and it's not even acceptable for comedians to talk that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my gay friends will talk to each other that way. Right. They'll, they'll use, they'll use that kind of language when they're talking to each other. Sometimes when they're talking to me, um, but it's not something, it's not a word that I use in conversation with any of my gay friends. And I just like, I, like I said, I was trying to think of any scenario during which it would be okay for him to have said this. And that would be the only time that I could think that it would be okay as if he is a member of that community and was talking to other members, his friends in that community. And it's one of those things like the N word when, when black people use the N word amongst themselves that, you know, he, he could have been using it in that sense, but clearly that wasn't the case here. And so, yeah, it's inexcusable. Only a ginger. Yeah. Only a ginger can call another ginger, ginger. (laughs) Yeah. I was just, I, I was blown away that, you know, holy shit, this happened. Like it happened before the game. He was caught. And then in the middle of the game at the, in the top of the fifth inning of the game, if he decides that he should probably apologize for that because someone else is going to call the rest of the game. I'm curious to yeah. know like the series of events that led to somebody else coming in to finish calling the rest of the game. Like did, did somebody notify network executives immediately? Hey, you've got some asshole who just used this gay slur <laughs> before one of the games and was caught on a yeah. hot mic moment. Oh. And then just a bunch of swirling in the background of, of network executives and people trying to decide what to do. And then somebody saying he's done, get him out of there. Let's send somebody else in. Then they got to notify this guy that they're sending somebody to take his place. You're going to be suspended indefinitely. Like, which is probably why it took till the fifth inning. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Like there was, there was probably after he said it, Everybody had to back up, rewind, listen to it over and over again, decide that, oh, yeah, he said it. Then they went to social media, started making posts about it, you know, tagging uh, the network and and maybe the team yeah. and everybody else trying to call attention to it. And then it, it started blowing had a, up. It probably had to call the boss at home and say, by the way, um, this little thing happened <laughs> just need to notify you just so you're aware uh, fyi what would you like us to do about it <laughs> yeah yeah at work we used for your situational awareness uh yeah fysa this is what's going on uh figured you should know yeah and then and then he got some very unwelcome news which was completely deserved. Like, I think he deserves to lose his job over this. That was, that was not only uncalled for, it's inexcusable in 2020. Like that's inexcusable. I'm not at all surprised. It was a Fox employee who did it, but it's inexcusable. Nonetheless. Well, 
it's Fox Sports, probably. Yeah, it is. It was. They're Fox not Sports. as bad. Not as bad. Uh, Kurt Schilling would probably, uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably fall into there. The just uh-huh. the the entire Fox world seems to be full of assholes. More so yeah. than the rest of the wider world, but that was fun. Uh, so you have you have some things also. Well, I got a I got a bunch of things up. Which one do we want to talk about? Do we want uh, science? Do we want another person claiming he's a good man of God, Ooh. also being a Nazi? Ooh, you know what we should do? What? Uh, talk about it offline, and then uh, figure it out, and come back and and do it in the next segment. Oh yeah, but we also got another guy to talk about in the next segment, real quick too. Yes, yes we do. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> My name is Mandisa Thomas, and I am the founder and president of Black Nonbelievers Incorporated here in Atlanta, Georgia. You may find us at blacknonbelievers.org. You can also find me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Mandisa Latifa, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. She's a Christian scientist. And She's a what? She's a Christian scientist. She's a Christian scientist, and I've met, and it's... Oh, I'm not, dear. Did you just no. say, oh, dear? Yeah. I, I, was, I don't think you've ever said that in your entire life. Well, I, no it, one's that, ever told me they were dating Christian scientists kind of, before. No, I, I've been no, saying no, it. If, if, if anything ever called for an, oh, dear... Holy it's cow, me getting a, a Christian, Christian scientist. scientist. Well, look, it's a nightmare for me because I'm under the weather about 99% of my life, and she doesn't... She won't She won't bring you the medicine? No, no, the medicine's huh? out of there. They, I know they can't take it, but but can they touch it and give she it to took, somebody else? She doesn't have a medicine chest in her, in, her, in her place. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. Ryan. Dan. <laughs> I like to do that. When when we're, when we've just been sitting here talking and we're trying to decide what we're going to do and then you don't know what I'm doing and so I hit yeah. record and then I just say, Ryan. And you're, you're, and I'm like, you're total sport I'm about like, it. I, and I'm like, am I starting this off or I don't know if we <laughs> record yet. I'll just, I'll wait like a patient child. You're, no, you're total, you're total sport about it. And you're, you're very professional about it. Like you don't even know when I've hit record and what's going on because I haven't communicated it <laughs> with you very well. <laughs> and I just say, Ryan, and you, you, it's like a switch goes off and, and you're, you're a pro man. You're awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I mean, but also, you know, speaking of young children. Uh-oh. Aren't all of God's children precious according to, to the people of religion, of, of religiosities? We're all, we're all God's children. We're all special. We're all God's special creations. Yeah. Some of us have so, unique challenges, but we're all still just God's special little creations. Yeah, we are. Unless you're autistic. Uh-oh. Oh, that's right. Then, he doesn't. He doesn't like people with blemishes or lameness, or if they're blind no. or deaf. Like, keep those fucking people away from him. Right? And he said that in the Bible. Yeah. And you especially don't want to be autistic in New Jersey in front of a Catholic priest. Uh oh. Catholic yeah. priests are the worst priests if you're a kid. Yeah, I think I think this one here is a a bit of an asshole. Uh, what do you do? Well. 
this lady, uh, Julie, uh, very Italian last name, Dicadoma, <laughs> uh, Julia, uh, she posted a video to Facebook, but the video has been taken down mm-hmm. where she was getting her uh, daughter baptized uh-huh. and her other son, the daughter's or, or that child's older brother was there who happens to be autistic. Mm. And uh, yeah, the preacher kicked the little boy out for being rude and disrespectful. Uh, and what the lady says is that it was more surprising what the guy did off camera. So she wrote a little face on a uh, post on Facebook, not a face on postbook. book. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, yes, the child was playing with a toy where he should not have been. However, uh, the way the priest kicked him out of the church was completely rude and disrespectful. I tried to explain that Nikki has autism and doesn't understand. We finished the ceremony, put the kids in the car, and then Mark went back in to speak with the priest. I'm guessing Mark is the husband. Mm. Uh, he explained that our son has autism and he is nonverbal and doesn't understand. The priest then began to raise his voice and tell my husband that he should not have been playing in church and that it was a distraction to him trying to perform the baptismal ceremony. My husband told him that he thought a priest of all people would be more sympathetic to a child with special needs, (laughs) that he was completely unprofessional and ruined our celebration. It's just that so rude. Thing. It's the family's celebration. Yeah. Like, it's for the family, and that kid is part of the family. Uh, it goes on. He told our family deserved, uh, he told him our family deserved an apology. Said the priest then came outside to speak to our family, but instead of apologizing, he began to try to justify the reason for kicking our child out. Again, saying that he was distracting him. At this point, I told my husband to let's go. So yeah, this this preacher apparently doesn't like autistic kids playing with a toy while they're there uh-huh. for the family to have their child baptized. I mean, I don't think, I think baptisms are all woohoo-y shit anyways. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, it was for the family. And you would think that the preacher would have more patience for a child with needs. Or he should have prayed for the kid to not play with the toy. You know, that the the whole idea of baptism never really made sense to me either. Like, prayer never made sense to me, hell never made sense to me, and baptism has never made sense to me because, like, the whole, the whole Christian story is that, you know, John 3.16, right? God so, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, blah, blah, blah. And... So Jesus supposedly died for God to forgive us all for our sins, right? So what do you need to be baptized for? Like, I'm already forgiven for my sins. I I mean, like, I go, I was told when I I go way deeper than that. Well, and I was told when I was younger, it's, you know, well, it's washing away your sins since you were born up until the time you get baptized, you get a clean slate and it's like, well, isn't that what Jesus was here to do? Isn't that why that's the whole deal, right? Like he sacrificed himself so that I could be forgiven for my sins and transgressions against God, not just me, but all of my forefathers and forebears. 
Like they were forgiven also. It's just, it's stupid. It's mumbo jumbo nonsense. But you were, especially you, when you go further in order, in order to believe in that part, you have to first believe in Adam and Eve. Uh huh. Which is a complete bullshit story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, there is no original sin of Adam and Eve. So what does Jesus, why would this Jesus character have to come down to do this for? If you can prove original sin, Never existed because Adam and Eve never existed. The story is complete hooey. It all means nothing. Yeah, there. it's like every time science makes a, a leap forward or a step forward and we learn more about the universe or the world around us, religion has to adjust. And then all of the religious believers have to make justifications. The church adjusts and its members make justifications. Right. So, oh, this is what I believed before, but now I've got to change my whole narrative because that flies in the face of what we know to be true in reality. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I know that my, I've talked about one of my uh, LDS aunts on the show before, and she once told my mother that she can never uh, believe in evolution because if evolution is true, then there was no Adam and Eve. And so there was no original sin, which negates the entire purpose of Jesus being sent here to atone for everybody else's sin. And so that's why she rejects evolution, because if she rejects evolution or if she accepts evolution, then in her mind, the basis for her faith crumbles and is gone. And so out of necessity of defending and protecting beliefs that she has no good justification for, she rejects science that has mountains of evidence to support it. It's fucking stupid. You've got to be fucking stupid or, or compartmentalize things to the point of near stupidity to maintain religious belief. Yeah. Baffling. I don't understand why people want to do that. The the newest claim for denying evolution I heard. Hmm was the guy's thought process was humans, uh, homo sapiens, are like the pinnacle. Like that's the top. And that everything else is supposed to evolve to be like humans. (laughs) Like we're the goal? But like we're the goal. We're the end goal. If evolution's (laughs) true, we are the end goal to evolve too. And he's like, I just can't see like a whale evolving to be a human. <laughs> this, How is that even possible? Was this person dropped on their head a lot when they were a child? I hope so. Cause they were fucking stupid. <laughs> they eat paint chips. Like, that's, but wow. The, the guy, the guy started off his premise with why evolution was fake with the whole monkey thing again. Like, well, if they say that we are evolved from apes, why are there still apes? Where did you hear or see this? Uh, I'll send you the link. It's, there's a guy that always makes fun of flat earthers and apparently his flat earther he was making fun of was also an anti-masker and his video got taken down. So he made another one making fun of someone who was an uh, evolution denier. <laughs> Man. Oh, these. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand how people can believe this nonsense. Like it's, it's something that they obviously want to believe is true, right? They, they go out of their way to create justifications to maintain belief in nonsense. 
rather than just accepting yeah. that it's nonsense and dealing with reality, they, they choose ignorance and stupidity and justifications and idiocy. I just don't understand it. Um, yeah. but there's been a ton in the news since we recorded last, uh, just a quick kind of headline wrap up. I, we were talking about this during the little break between segments, just how much stuff has happened that it seems like there's no way all of this could have happened between the time we recorded last and today. Uh, there was the large explosion at a port in Beirut. Uh, it was insane from the storage of 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate. Uh, the same, the same, uh, substance that was used in the Oklahoma city bombing. Uh, Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris as his running mate and the DNC is happening. Now the democratic national convention has been happening. Republicans are losing their shit and Republicans (laughs) are, are crossing the aisle to support Biden. Yeah. And of course, as soon as, uh, Biden announced Kamala as his running mate, Shortly thereafter, Newsweek ran an op-ed from somebody who was basically restarting a birtherism, but this time against Kamala, saying that she may not be eligible to even be vice president because her parents were not citizens when she was born here. Well, I think he's going to say, how do we know she was born here? Yeah. Donald Trump and uh, DeJoy have been trying to destroy the post office ahead of the election in hopes of yep. it, uh, allowing Donald Trump to maintain his seat of power as president of the United States. Uh, Stuart Baker, who was the voice of early Kyler in Comedy Central's Adult Swim Squidbillies series, has been fired from the show after making some really terrible posts about Dolly Parton. After Dolly Parton came out in support of Black Lives Matter, Stewart said, So now this freak-titted old Southern bimbo is a BLM lover? Remember, slut rednecks made you a millionaire. And, and that's a good way to talk to her, I guess. Uh, if you want to lose your job. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, he made another post that said, Yeah, leave, leave, liberals, unfriend me, please, because I don't want you un-Americans around. Have fun becoming an Eloy or something without a thought uh-huh. of your... N- of your own where you bow down to the all-knowing minority referring to black people have fun forsaking your own race culture and heritage have a nice time like that's overtly racist right there oh yeah and then and then he followed that with folks i've been fired from my cartoon show lost my endorsements (laughs) and my chance of ever being booked by any music venue as unknown henson again I just hope you assholes are happy you took a good man and talent down. You succeeded. Woohoo! Yay for us. Well, good man, that's to be debated. Be proud that you ruined a person's life all because of the freak show called Dolly Parton and BLM. Thanks a lot. I gave my uh. best to you assholes for over 30 years. I guess you just <laughs> love to kick someone when they're down. That's so twisted and perverted. Again, thanks. I'll remember you bastards. This fucker talking about kicking people when they're down and and dismissing BLM for trying to protect people who are kicked when they're down. Fuck you, buddy. I'm glad you lost your it fucking is, job. I hope you never work it again. Is, it is never a good time to start a meth habit. Never. <laughs> Speaking of people with a meth habit, uh, <laughs> the next headline we have is the My Pillow creator Mike Lindell uh, 
showing his ass and losing his fucking mind talking about nonsense with this miracle cure, this claimed miracle cure for COVID uh, with Anderson Cooper. It's, it's amazing. It's a two part video. It's about 20 minutes in total. You, you need to do a search yeah. for it and just watch it because it's, oh my God. I don't know how he wipes his own ass. <laughs> it was fucking nuts. I can remember when this guy first started doing commercials for my pillow and me, you and Matt were in the kitchen eating pizza and drinking beer and just bullshitting. And one of these commercials came on with this guy and I turned to both of you and I'm like, I fucking hate that guy. He's such a smarmy fuck <laughs> with his little cross sticking out of his shirt and everything. And you and Matt were both just like, what? Well, gosh, what did he do? And I'm like, he's just a fucking, he like, I just, I want to punch him. He's very punchable. And now all these years later, it's like, well, yeah, this guy's a fucking lunatic. He's a Trump supporting Christian, former crack addict and, uh, alcoholic who apparently was saved by Jesus. And now he's a Christian and is hawking fucking snake oil and is going to end up hurting a lot of people. So fuck that guy in particular as well. Now I want to punch him too. There, um, scientists are going to be releasing 750 million genetically modified mosquitoes in Flo- into the Florida Keys area. Uh, these mosquitoes have been modified so that when they uh, procreate, only males who do not bite people uh, continue their lineage and then can spread and uh, you know further spread this mutation that uh, ends up killing the female mosquito before they even um, advance beyond the larval stage. So, so this will cut down so eradicating. On, yeah. It'll, it'll cut down on the mosquito population and hopefully help with things like malaria, dengue fever, a bunch of yeah. really bad transmissible things that mosquitoes spread. So this is fantastic. And a lot of people of but, course uh, are freaking out, losing their fucking minds about it. Well, I'll play devil's advocate here for one thing. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes lay their larvae in water, uh-huh. which a lot of fish and small small things eat that larva. Uh-huh. So what happens to those animals that use the larva as a food source? They'll continue using the larva as a food source. It's but just once that, they start like it's just that the mosquitoes won't the female mosquitoes won't uh won't advance or they die while they're still in the larval state. So the fish and everything else can still eat the larva. That's they'll be fine. And so can the male ones pl- lay eggs too? No, nope. Only females lay eggs. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the point I was trying to make. Well, Oh, I get what you're saying. I see what you're laying down. So you're wondering, you know, if there, there will still be if, plenty of mosquitoes around. Eco- yeah. I was wondering if it would have a, 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 a negative ecological impact on the little thing that eat the larva then that rely on that as a food source. And, you know, you keep getting bigger and bigger things, eating those things to eventually be like, well, you know, that food source went away. So a lot of those are dying. So a lot of the bigger fish can't eat. Yeah. No, they're they're not anticipating any, any impact ecological from from stuff like that. No. Yeah. Um, That'd be my only worry is that side of it. Like, yeah, I'm all for eradicating like those diseases they carry. Yeah, well, and it, I don't like mosquitoes. Yeah, and initially when you said, "Well, I'll play devil's advocate," and you talked about you know the fish eating the larva and everything, I thought you were—I thought your concerns were centered around, well, now they're eating this larva that is genetically modified, and what's that oh, going to no. do to fish? And, okay, 
No, I was, I was going with their food source being uh, diminished. Uh, that is a good question. But from what I read earlier, they weren't an- anticipating any kind of environmental impact from them other than oh. a, a good net environmental impact that they won't be, there won't be as many around to spread things like malaria and dengue fever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and there were also a couple people who died uh, since the last time we recorded, uh, one of them I knew, one of them I, one of them I knew of, but didn't know personally. One of them I knew personally and hadn't spoken with directly or in person for a while. The first, uh, that I knew of indirectly and that I knew, uh, had touched the lives of a ton of people was Ed Brighton. And he, uh, died earlier this week on oh. the 13th. Um, and he had, he'd had a lot of health problems for a long time and, Finally decided that he was done trying to fight with them. Um, it w- really wasn't a life worth living, uh, in his opinion. So checked himself into hospice and floated away on a tranquil river of painkillers. So yeah, it seemed like he went to hospice and it was pretty soon after. Yeah, I think it was within a day or two at most. Yeah, after after getting into hospice, um, and then. Uh, our friend and friend of the show and former guest of the show, uh, Bob Henline died. Um, he, I've known Bob for almost a decade and he was just a good dude. I mean, he, he was a bulldog for the LGBTQ community here in Utah Mm -hmm. before he moved to Montana or as, as I have referred to it, (laughs) yes, Southern, Southern Canada, um, and was doing some investigative reporting and uh, editorial work for newspapers there. I think he recently moved again to Oklahoma and had traveled to Utah uh, to visit his kids while he, you know, during the summer and was on his way back home when he had a massive heart attack. His wife took him to the hospital and he was lifelighted, I think, twice more went through, I think, three different operations and ultimately ended up dying. Uh, but he was a really good guy. Uh, he would, appeared on one of our very earliest episodes. I think it was episode, yeah, it was episode 23 where we had Bob come in. Um, like I said, he was a fearless and tireless advocate for the LGBTQ community while he was here. Uh, he performed, solemnized the very first, I believe, same-sex uh, marriage after the uh, court decision the, here in Utah yeah. that made marriage legal here in Utah before the SCOTUS decision. Um, it was For what, 12 days? Yeah. Yeah. It was a fantastic time. Hugely celebratory spirit in the air. Everybody was having a good time. Uh, I got to celebrate with them. Uh, it's through Bob that I met a bunch of incredible people um, like uh, Mark Lawrence. Uh, yeah. Michael Aaron, you know, a bunch of leaders in the gay community who have been doing a ton of excellent work. And it was through Bob that I met a lot of them. Um, I've been camping with Bob with atheists of Utah. I was, I've gone golfing with him for events for the pride center in Salt Lake city. Uh, I talked him into serving on the board of atheists of Utah for a hot minute. Um, like I said, he's been here on the show. He's been a guest at my home. We've hung out. I've gone to bars with him. I mean, he was just, he was a really fun guy to be around. 
uh, smart, like I said, tireless and fearless advocate for uh, a lot of minority groups here in Utah. And he will definitely be missed by. I can remember talking with them one time about trying, we're trying to see if we couldn't get a, do a barbecue in the park. Uh huh. And just feed the homeless mm-hmm. until we realized we could be arrested for that. <laughs> you need a you need a food handler's permit and licensing to distribute food and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The way they make you go through the hoops to do it, and everyone thinks got to be on a certain timeline between the different agencies. We're like, this is fucking. We just wanted to go cook some meat in the park and give it away to people. Yeah. And while we were recording, I received a message from Bob's brother Ken saying that he's looking uh, at doing some kind of service for Bob. Let's see, his message says, I'm going to be doing some kind of service for Bob. Very untraditional. Any ideas on where I could do this? So after the show, I'll be communicating with Ken. We'll see if we can get something set up for Bob. And I will let you all know when that happens and and what's happening there. Uh, Stuff coming up for me. I will be a guest on the Empathetic Atheist show uh, I think we're recording August third or streaming August third. Uh, I would have to show a little empathy my, there. I would have to double check my double check my calendar, but I believe that date is correct. Uh, I will be posting more information out about that as the date approaches. Let's see. Lastly, the bit of awesome news that was released today or announced today is that Steve Bannon was fucking arrested. Oh, Yay. oh, I got, I got like a little chill and goosebumps and then did a little, did a little happy shake in my chair when I was reading the story. Um, well, I got, I got happy about it. Not just because Steve Bannon was arrested, but this is the same court in Manhattan that's trying, that also is getting Trump's taxes and it has him under investigation. So I'm kind of like, Hmm. Yeah. The same investigation maybe. Yeah. SDNY. This is, this is the same, um, prosecutor's office, federal prosecutor's office that William Barr, um, fired the the attorney general there and, or the, the head prosecuting attorney and tried to put in his own guy and made this announcement that this guy was going to be retiring. And then this guy came forward and said, no, I'm not leaving. Uh, you know, He's just lying now and then Barr putting pressure on him and saying that, no, yeah, he is going to leave the position whether he knows it or not because he's been trying to protect Trump and failing, apparently, hopefully. Yeah. This this investigation comes from that same office, and I think this is just the tip of the iceberg on a lot more of things that we're going to be hearing because – I can guarantee you that a lot of the people that were arrested today, there were four people arrested in this scheme, which was Steve Bannon and these other three people uh, basically committing wire fraud uh, because they had started a GoFundMe campaign for building Donald Trump's wall on the southern border. And then instead of then. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. I was going to say then Trump said he knew nothing about this this organization, this build the wall organization, yet they play all these videos of people talking about them having good conversations with Trump, how Trump was signing off on it, how Trump was tweeting about it, how Trump's son was on the fucking cover of the, uh, the website for it. Like, oh yeah. No. There are news stories with damn well, what the fuck was going on? Yeah. There are news stories at the time of this going on where several members of the Trump family expressed their, 
their support for it and encouraged other people to donate to it. And apparently they didn't contribute any money anywhere. They, they just basically raked in $25 million and paid themselves, gave themselves a huge payday. So they're like paying for like paying off mortgages, like buying boats and luxury cars and paying for plastic surgery. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So all of these bigoted dumb fucks, Gave these people $25 million to go get plastic surgery, pay off credit card debt, buy a boat, like have a great fucking time and commit fraud on all of these stupid fucking bigoted assholes who sent money to build a goddamn wall on our southern border to keep them Mexicans out. Yeah. Way to go, dummies. Good job. You know where they made a mistake? Mm. They didn't file it as a religion. Oh, true. They could have done that. They would have filed it as a religion. This would have been completely legal. Dude, reading, I read through some parts of the of the charging documents or the, the case against them, and it goes into really a lot of detail about some of the things that they did to try to hide what they were doing, the shenanigans oh. that they were pulling, like talking about creating shell companies where they could pay these other companies to do work for them, but these other companies would still be owned by them anyway. So they would just be paying themselves in order to divert the money. And then they would create positions like a social media person in order to pay themselves. It was just like, and, and it's all like in text messages. There's, there are mountains of evidence against these people. They're fucked. Like there is so much evidence against them. They are totally fucked. And, I can guarantee you that at least, at least one of them will turn on Donald Trump and the rest of the people in the group. And that's going to set off a chain of a whole bunch of other investigations and hopefully prison fucking sentences for these assholes. Oh, did you see the, the bipartisan, uh, uh, oversight committee from Congress Mm. put out a thousand page memo basically saying Donald Trump colluded with, and these are the people, this is how, this is when. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, just more stuff going on. It's just, he's, he, I think, well, you and I talked about it during, during the segment break that I think he knows that he stands a very good chance of losing the election. Like more than he has a better chance of losing than of winning the election at this point. And he's starting to freak the fuck out. He's terrified. He's shitting his pants and just running off in a thousand different directions, doing whatever he can to try to hold on to power because he is scared shitless of what happens to him if and when he loses the power of the presidency. And just well, the, the, just the thought of him being so scared gives me the biggest fucking schadenfreude boner. Like that just, oh, it makes me happy. Well, it puts a smile on my face. From From what I heard, or the way I understand it, the basically his fraud case that's going through Manhattan right now, the reason why they want his uh, tax filings, if he does get reelected, uh, statute of limitation, it'll expire. Like, he'll have been in office the entire time that that would run out, so they wouldn't be able to charge him if he gets another term. But if he doesn't get another term, statute of limitation isn't up, and they can charge him. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it so, so much. I'm looking forward to him eventually losing the election, but I'm also 
a little bit scared of what's go of what is going to happen between now oh, yeah. and not even just the election, but him actually leaving the White House. Yeah, November to January is a long time. Yeah. And he's he's the kind of guy that once he knows he's not going to be in power anymore, he's gonna burn it every day. He's gonna burn it all down. Oh yeah. Like he's he's going to be like those he's going to be like a squatter, right? Somebody who stops paying rent at their place. And then once they're eventually evicted, and I'm not talking about, you know, people who are just having a really hard time because of COVID and unemployment and everything. Now I'm talking about like shitty con people who do this kind of thing for a living where they'll go into a place, squat there for a little while, eventually get evicted. And when they go, they destroy the house on their way out. Pull all the copper pipes out. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking do whatever they want to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. My... My uh, semen donor rented a home where people did this and like just like smeared shit on the walls, stole appliances, broke windows, tore up carpeting, like burned, like every, like they just destroyed the house on purpose because they were leaving and they were upset about it. And I figured Donald Trump will do the same kind of thing. He'll probably, he probably, he probably will (laughs) fling shit at the walls. Yeah. He'll leave a he'll leave a Cleveland steamer on the on the what is oh, what's the resolute desk? Yeah, he'll leave oh. a Cleveland steamer on the resolute desk. <laughs> that sounds like a rap song. <laughs> it just might be. That'll wrap things up for us tonight. Um or for this episode. I don't ever know when you guys are listening to that to this. And it's not really nighttime here. It's still daylight, so it's just I've gotten in the habit of saying that. Huh? I should, good morning, good evening, and good night. <laughs> I should probably change that little bit that I say before we go to leave the show. <laughs> before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. Oh. I'm sorry, man. My brain is fried. Uh, that would be two skeptical chaps. Be loading. Colin Firth. <laughs> Don't be a Richard. Gatheus. John McCullough. Christy Kalbach. Let them eat Kofefe. Ali Olson. Stephen Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. Andrew Vodafich. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Megan Mitchell. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Captain Sample. Corey Ebert. Freethinker215. Janet Uter. Nico Gonzalez. Purple Dragon. Sabita Kuna. Taylor Grin. Tim Jacobson. Chad Pryor, who is a new Patreon supporter. Thank you very much, Chad. Welcome to the club of cool. <laughs> and Cletus, the slack-jawed yokel, wants you to please support Atheist of Utah and PA non-believers. Awesome. You didn't mess that up at all. Like, I would have stumbled all over that. That was great. Good job. I, I thought about stumbling, which is why I didn't. <laughs> and That doesn't make sense. And I, I nearly forgot to mention also and i can't believe that i almost forgot to mention it that this bannon stuff is is all the more exciting for me and us as a show because uh taylor grin who's been a longtime supporter yeah. of the show friend of the show friend of us um uh helped us do like these deep dives on steve bannon a couple of years ago uh, episode 151 and 152 we did a two-part deep dive on Steve Bannon based on a shit ton of work and research that Taylor put in. In addition, 
there is another episode where we go over a debate between Steve Bannon and David Frum. And I can't, I almost forgot about that one. And I can't off the top of my head, remember exactly which episode that was. It was episode 200 something, I believe. Yeah. Just later on. Yeah. You can search through our back catalog and do it. Like we've done, we've, we've talked about Steve Bannon on, on this show a lot. And those two deep dive episodes expose just what a shitty human being Steve yeah. Bannon is what a racist, with, awful, awful human being he is. So him being arrested with, with, was fucking fantastic news today. And it was all thanks. Well, not him being arrested, but our show for that was all thanks to our good friend Taylor. Yes. Which I just wanted to say that again. Yes. And at the time he was using a pen name of Alexander Scholl. But uh, oh, yes. now you just now you just blew his fucking cover, Dan. <laughs> was was later revealed to be the one and only Mr. Taylor Grin. So thank you very much, Taylor. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you all out in the audience. Thank you, Ryan, for joining me. Yeah. Sorry you no, had to. Fun. Sorry you had to work so many days in a row. I'm sure you're looking uh, forward to a couple days off. Oh yeah, a little mental recovery. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I got a bunch of stuff to do, but I got to call my mama first. And so I will be doing that as soon as we get off of the line here. And so until next time, crucify QAnon believers. Well, I would say that you should, but they'd probably be into it. Yeah, they might enjoy that. (laughs) But you should also leave us a review and fucking vote. Vote. Yes.